So with this money, she bought them a camper. She bought a truck. She bought them a quad. Um, and just basically blew this money. Um, and so we're camping. And th- this is like after my grandma had passed away and everything. And I, we're camping. And, and my mom starts going after my grandpa. She starts going after my dad. Saying how awful he was and how he didn't give a fuck about me and my sister. And at this point, I just had enough. And, you know, I had had a few drinks and I just kind of was like, fuck you. Like, you don't get to talk about these people that I love about like that anymore. Like, they're great people. I love them very much. And it's not fair. And so we ended up getting into a big fight. And, um... I ended up being, was told that I was useless. I was a piece of shit. I had nothing. I had nothing going for me. And like all these like super hateful things and rude things. And, you know, in that moment, I just wanted to get the fuck out of there. But obviously I'd been drinking, so I couldn't. So, you know, I just went to bed and got up the next morning and I left. And, you know, I took some space. I went kept with my counseling and you know just took some space and um then and I can't really remember like how long it was until I started talking to her again um but my dad ended up moving up from Saskatoon and he ended up moving in with me in my house in Lloyd and which was kind of weird concept you know being the child and your dad moving in and renting a room off of you. Um, But it was kind of cool because, you know, I didn't get to spend a whole lot of time with my dad growing up um, because we, you know, lived in Marwain and he lived in Saskatoon. And so even when we were in PA, he was far enough away or two and a half hours or two hours or whatever it is. And, um, and so it was kind of neat. My dad moved in with me. Um, and surprisingly it went pretty well. Um, one night I wake up and I can hear somebody crying. And so I'm like, what the hell? I get up, I go out to the living room and here's my sister bawling and she just ran away from home. Um, and I'm... I'm a very protective person. Like, I've always kind of been that way about my friends and family. And so instantly, like, I'm mad. Super irate mad. And next thing you know, she's banging on my fucking door. So she followed them into town. Her and, you know, my stepdad drinking and driving because they were drunk. Which is what started the fight. And... So, um, she's banging on the door, banging on the door. I think my dad's like standing behind the door with a fucking hammer to protect himself because we don't know what the fuck's going on. And I'm at the point where I'm like, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to beat the piss out of this fucking woman here pretty soon. And so I end up calling the cops and said like, Hey, these people are drinking and driving. They parked up on the fucking curb over across the street. They're harassing me. You need to get them out of here because it's going to get bad here right away. And like she was banging on the door. Like I thought she was coming through the goddamn door. And so then 
that's when my sister came and lived with us. So all living together like a big old happy family in my little house. And um, I had a roommate too at the time. And he ended up getting the fuck out of there. I mean, I would too because it was like a two-bedroom house. And then we had finished like or like set up a room in the basement. And it was just a shit show for a little while. But um, Sydney ended up staying with us. And she didn't move back in with mom at all or anything like that, which good for her. Um, And that's when I called social services because I had had enough of um the drinking and the partying and you know so when she like came tomorrow like came to town like those young kids were with like the two older siblings which like it was a school night like just everything about it was just not fucking cool so I called social social services and you know and this is like something that I do feel bad but I can take accountability for my actions because I'm an honest person and I'm you know growth and healing are a huge priority of mine. And with doing so, you have to be incredibly brutally honest with yourself and with others. And um, at the time, you know, like I didn't really say anything, but my mom had thought that it was my other sister, Sydney, that had called social services. Um, And I let her believe that for a while um, because I was still, you know, scared of my mom, I guess. And, you know, the thing with like narcissists, narcissism and like being a victim like um narcissistic abuse is um you're always pining for their attention because you never you never have that validation from them so you will try and get it any way that you can and this is something that I've noticed with us like siblings is that like you know we every time we like butt heads like it seems to be like revolved around her and so like my sister was mad because she thought that Sydney had called social services because, you know, at the time, Sydney was like the focal point because she was the one that had ran away. So when I called social services, they were, they wanted and were really interested in talking to Sydney because she had been keeping like a journal. Cause, and I think I had told Sydney at some point, you know, like keep a journal. I want you to write down whenever you're babysitting, how often you're babysitting, how often they're drinking, because I want to know. Um, and so, and nothing ended up being, becoming of like the social services call anyways but you know it created like an animosity between me and my sister you know some like and 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 then that was partially my fault but because you know I should have just told my mom hey but again though like I you know still hoped that you know like well maybe if she thinks Cindy did it she'll like think that I'm the good kid like I don't know it's really fucked up but that's just how it works like you're like I said you're always trying to find that validation you're always just trying to you know, make them proud, just try and get some kind of emotion out of them, right? Other than, you know, being told you're a fuck up, basically. Uh, so I kind of, you know, wasn't really like hanging out around my parents that much. Um, I started dating somebody, I ended up getting engaged. And my mom was a real like showboaty person. Like she spent a disgusting amount of money on like Lululemon and you know, it was all about who you are. Um, so like they went and they bought like a big fancy camper. They bought like a big fancy hot tub. They bought a boat. 
They had sleds. And, like, little did I know, like, at the time, like, I was really naive and I thought, oh, yeah, Mike just, we'll have to blurb that out. He just makes lots of money. They're paying for all this shit, whatever. I didn't realize that they were financed out the fucking ass on absolutely fucking everything. And the funny thing is that they own, like, I think they paid, like, $90,000 for the trailer at the time. And they had lived there for like over 10, like I think when they split, it had been like 15 or 16 years they were together. So they had been there for at least 14 years, I think. Like how the fuck do you not have $90,000 paid off? And how the fuck are you that financed? And they went through vehicles, you know, like and shit. And and mom had had a fucked up um, credit, obviously from the bankruptcy. And then she fucking ruined his credit too. Um, after all that, because, and I had found out afterwards that she was taking an ungodly amount of money out of his account every month. And he thought he was paying, she was paying bills with it, but she was just racking it up on fucking shit. Um, and, and all she did was sit on the computer. Like when I was in high school, like I remember like I'd get up and I would get my shit ready for school. You know, I'd wake up my siblings like I did all that and she would get up, have a cigarette and get her sit her ass on the couch and she would fucking watch or sit on fucking Facebook all day. I'd come home. I'd come home from lunch. She'd be on her fucking on the computer. I'd come home after school. She'd be on the computer. Meanwhile, she would like make a mess of the house and we had to clean it up like us kids like she never did the dishes we had to clean up the dishes she'd make like you know make herself breakfast make herself lunch and we'd have to clean it up and like that was her life like online shopping and facebook like she just like always had to be the center of attention and you know like it was funny because she would trash talk her family on her dad's side all the time how awful they were and how awful they were to her um, what happened? Was it like a stepsister? Somebody died in the family on that side. And she made it like her, like she made herself a fucking victim to make people feel sorry for her that a family member had died. Meanwhile, I'm like, you haven't talked to these people in fucking years and you're going to act like you're fucking but like that you're fucking heartbroken over this when you've trash talked that side of the family all my fucking life. And the funny thing is, is that now that she doesn't have anybody and she doesn't have a fucking money supply is that all of a sudden her dad's back in her life and everything's fucking grand. And, you know, because he was feeding her thousands of fucking dollars every month. Which is just disgusting. Like, you know, oh, I just can't imagine using somebody for money like that. And that's all she's done, like, all her life. Like, so after she got hurt, when Bailey bucked her off and she got really hurt, she never went back to work after that. She went on disability for a while and she never went back to work because she just ended up becoming a stay-at-home mom and ended up having two more babies. Like this woman has like skimmed through life with like no real responsibility, never had to take accountability for anything, and it's just a fucking loser to be honest. If I'm just gonna be fucking point blank, um, and you know it's showing up in her relationships now even, um, 
and the shit that she does, but yeah. So So the engagement you didn't really expand on. Oh, the engagement. Yeah. So I got engaged to this guy. Yeah, I was going sorry. I was talking about um her showboatingness. So my ex was, you know, a pretty big cattle farmer. Um not that that matters, like it didn't matter to me. Um but my mom would, you know, talk about, you know, oh, Megan's with so-and-so from this place, and oh, wow, like, oh, like, this and that. Like, she used me as, like, a fucking token to be like, yeah, my daughter's doing this, so, like, I'm pretty important, too. And it was just, like, disgusting behavior, and it fucking drove me mental. And my ex didn't like my mom, and so I didn't really see her that often, and, you know, she'd come out to the farm, and she'd come out, and she'd be half-fucking-corked, making a fool out of herself, because, like, my ex is, like, family, like, they didn't drink a lot. You know, so she'd come out there and she'd be fucking half pissed, making an ass out of herself, embarrassing me, embarrassing my ex, you know, and it was just a disaster. Like it was a fucking dumpster fire. And um, me and my ex um, had a very toxic relationship. It was very abusive. It was mentally, physically abusive. Um, he beat the shit out of me in an elevator one time. Um, he left me stranded in Vegas one time um, because I didn't want to get into a limo and go to the strippers with him. And so he left me um, out in the middle of nowhere in Vegas. We were at like a bar that was off the strip. I had no fucking clue where we were. It was the end of the night. Um, there weren't any cabs hanging around anymore. And so I was scared and I called my mom because I knew that they had been to Vegas before. And I was like, I don't know where I am. I'm really scared. I don't know what to do. And um, I ended up getting home safely, thank God, or back to the hotel safely and back home to Canada, I guess. Um, and she went and she fucking blabbed her mouth when she was working at the stock market or live the stockyards everybody what had happened and so when you're with an abusive partner um the number one rule is that it's a secret right they can't like he was a narcissist himself so like he doesn't want people knowing about that obviously and you know she thought it was this big fucking joke that i got left at vegas and you know was telling everybody the story and it wasn't her fucking story to tell. And like I had went to her in confidence, like because I was fucking scared. And so, you know, obviously like I got fucking, you know, like a tongue lashing for that one. And um Yeah, there was just the wedding dress shopping. Yeah, so we were got engaged and um, we went wedding dress shopping and so I invited my close friends. I invited his sister, um, his mom. I invited a coworker of mine that I was really close with and my mom. And she made it all about her that day. Um, I have messages. I should have had them pulled up and saved. Um, and yeah, it just made me out to be the bad person. Like that should have been my day. You know, it should have been an exciting day. 
And then I was like disheartened afterwards to find out that she was running her mouth about me again to everybody saying what a ungrateful asshole basically I was or a little bitch, whatever. And, um, yeah, it was just really fucked up. And so when me and my ex ended up separating, my dad knew what was going on. Um, and he was like, you know, I'm going to hold your feet to the fire. You need to make a decision. Like you can't keep doing this because like there would be times where like I'd show up and my dad's bawling and like in that situation, like I wasn't really like, it was kind of like, it was almost like a, an abusive situation to the point where like I wasn't allowed to do anything. It was work, 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 work. Um, everything had to be centered around the farm and if I wanted to do something with my friends, I like had to ask permission. My sister had her first baby, um, ended up being a C-section. I was there for the delivery. Um, like I cut my nephew's um, umbilical cord and everything. It was pretty fucking cool. And um, my sister asked me to stay with her to help her a little bit with him. And, you know, he was mad about that. Like I almost like had to like, like, who the fuck gets mad at their, their significant other for helping their family? Like, I was at my dad's house sleeping in the bed with my sister and my nephew, like, ta- helping her take care of him, you know, because she just had a C-section. And it was just, like, this big fucking ordeal anytime I, like, didn't come home. Um, meanwhile, he was allowed to do whatever the fuck he wanted. And, yeah, it just wasn't a really good situation. Like, I became a shell of the person that I once was. I, you know, took a lot of shit. And finally, one day I just decided that I had had enough. We had postponed the wedding already because we couldn't even get along with the guest list. And I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not doing this anymore. Like call off the wedding. And then when we ended up separating, I called my mom and I said, you know, we separated, blah, 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 blah. And her response was, yeah, I know. Didn't ask me why, didn't ask what happened, nothing. So fast forward a little bit from then, um, we're at my sister's grad and, you know, the first night we all have a great time. Have a super fucking great time. Everybody got along, everybody went home. No drama. Wow. This is pretty cool, hey? No drama. Mom was drinking. We all got along. We all had some laughs. Um, pretty sure we all like smoked a little bit of weed. It was fun. Me and my sister were even like, wow, there was no drama. Like that never happens. Next day, we go back out, have a barbecue for my sister's graduation. And, you know... Like, narcissists can't, like, they can't hold a facade for very long. And she gets into the booze, she gets into the weed, and she's, like, forcing it on me. Like, no, you need to take a rip. You need to take a rip. Like, no, woman. Like, I don't want to. I'm already fucked up. Like, I don't want to fucking smoke weed. And I'm pretty sure I green. She ended up forcing me to, like, basically, like, peer pressure me into smoking weed with her. And then I think I ended up greening out. But that night, my stepdad, you know, started asking me questions and about 
when they had first gotten together and was asking if there was anybody else involved. And so I finally just said, yeah, there was. So-and-so was still hanging around and so was this person. Did you know this? Did you know that he left his wife to, you know, try and figure things out with mom? And he's like, no, I didn't know that. I'm like, well, that's the truth. This is what happened. This is what I got to see when I was growing up. And so then she came completely unglued on me. And... I finally like lost it and I, you know, I brought up like, you know, the fact that I had felt like I had been neglected and that she didn't, you know, wasn't a mom that I needed and, and how I felt about things. And I literally said to her, like she, she, after I left my ex, she told everybody that I had made the biggest mistake in my life and that I needed to get back together with him. And that was really fucking hard hearing that coming from your mom when she, clearly didn't have a clue on anything that was going on in your life. And so I finally said to her, like, actually, um, that was an incredibly fucking abusive relationship. He was physically and mentally abusive to me. And the fact that you keep telling everybody that I ruined the best thing that ever happened to me, like, fuck off with that bullshit. Like, the best thing that ever happened to me was when I fucking left that motherfucker. And... You know, she just had, like, no, like, you know, like, no perception of, like, no, she didn't have a grasp on anything. She didn't give a fuck because, and the only thing that she cared about was the status. She couldn't say that that was part of the family anymore. And that's what she fucking cared about. And it's just disheartening, you know, like, you finally, you know, pull yourself out of a fucking hole and, you know, start feeling yourself again, just feeling like yourself again. And then that's, that's the response you get. Like, man. Super fucked up. <laughs>